0: is Country 104. Uh, Okay, here we go. Country mornings with Kyle and Leanne on Country 104. Just happen to be waking up. Uh we apologize because the story that we are about to tell you (laughs) might be just the craziest uh, grossest stories. Like it's just I can't even I can't cover it up anymore. It's it is a wild one.
1: So, yeah, you know, in, in 2020, you see people trying to be more green, trying to reduce, reuse, recycle. We were talking about thrift shopping and one man's trash is another man's treasure earlier on today, Kyle. Yeah. But, but in, oh my gosh, police, in, in, Vietnam, police in Vietnam <laughs> have confiscated an estimated 345,000 used condoms. Which they say have been cleaned and resold as new.
0: Not so that they're planning on reselling them. They've already been resold, is what is you're saying. Thing.
1: Yeah. So, factory workers, huh. uh, apparently, a few workers were detained by police. Factory workers boiled the condoms, then dried them, then reshaped them and packaged them as new to be sold.
0: There are certain things that you can repurpose, that you can reuse and recycle. <laughs> Condoms are not one of them.
1: I mean, why do you need to do Can't you just go to the store and spend the couple of bucks to buy a brand? Wh- why do, you, who thought this was a good idea? And who thought, sure, I will be employed by you. I will take your money while doing this every single, like how much do you have to get paid in order to do that? I, I don't wanna deal with that.
0: I, I, this, That's the last thing on the planet. If you gave me that and any other scenario, I'd probably deal with that other scenario before I got around. <laughs> Yeah. To dealing with used condoms that you could boil it in, in boiling Purel for all I care. There's not a chance that I'm going anywhere near something like that. Country 104. We've got yet another one today, but funny enough, the story with this one, both you and I normally tend to agree that this person is in fact the a-hole. This story, not so much.
1: Yeah, so the headline is Am I the A-hole for double dipping in my own sauce? So the guy writes, My girlfriend and I, we were at the table eating McDonald's. I got nugs and a quarter pounder with fries. My girlfriend got Big Mac got a Big Mac and fries. He says, I dipped my nugget into sweet and sour sauce. I took a bite out of the nugget. And then dipped it back in the sauce. And all of a sudden, my girlfriend has a panic attack and is like, did you just double dip? That's disgusting. She then got up from the table, walked away into the living room, and said that I had no table manners. He says, I was confused. I was double dipping in my own sauce. But am I in the wrong? Do I have bad table manners? Am I the a-hole?
0: So now you've played out the snare for me even more so I can paint a picture. They weren't at a table with with multiple people. There wasn't other family members there. And more importantly, there weren't other people sharing that, that thing of dip. That was no, his was, thing
1: of dip. That was his probably little individually Those sized. Those little plastic containers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So, I'm so glad because all of the comments on the Am I the A-hole website were saying, yeah, yeah, you might be the a-hole. That's bad manners. That's, you, you just don't do that. What? What? But- but, okay, Kyle, you're on my side. If it's your own plate, you're not sharing it with anybody. It's your meal and your meal only. You can double dip. Like, like Swiss chalet sauce. Oh. How, how do you eat Swiss chalet sauce? You dip, you dip, you dip, and you, you dip some more.
0: Let's say you when, can... you, when you finish, when you're getting towards the end of a piece of pizza, right, and you eat the, the most of it, and then you've got the crust left. And then mm-hmm. you've got your garlic dip sitting off to the side. You're going to tell me that you're only going to dip your crust in that garlic sauce one time? No. That takes out no. like maybe a sixth of the entire crust. You've got a lot more crust to go. You're going to finish that all crust not dipping back in and getting that garlic sauce? Not a chance. Country 104. This is one of the strangest stories and probably the most Canadian story you'll ever hear.
1: Yeah, now this this is a story that happened back in 2011 and 2012. It's an old story, but it's getting brought back up for a, for a specific reason. So back in the day, back in 2011, 2012, for several months, a group (laughs) basically ran a maple syrup trafficking scheme. It's called the Great Canadian Maple Syrup Heist. It was in Quebec. And these thieves used trucks to transport barrels of maple syrup to a remote sugar shack. They siphoned off the maple syrup and then shipped them out to Vermont, shipped them out to New Brunswick, and then it was sold in, you know, small batches to reduce suspicion. These people, over the course of several months, stole almost $19 million worth of maple syrup, Kyle.
0: You said that, and that's, that's not a like a false number. We're not reading this wrong. $18 million worth of syrup, And this was the craziest tweet of all the great Canadian maple syrup heist was, in fact, is the most valuable heist in Canadian history, which is the most (laughs) on brand thing you could ever like of all the things like what's the biggest heist in Canadian history. It's an 18 million dollar maple syrup heist like of all things.
1: Right. So this, the reason that this story is <laughs> coming back around now, you know, all these years later is because when they first, you know, caught these guys, this is actually a documentary on Netflix. There's a, oh, a dirty money episode about this. Um, when they first caught these guys, uh, back in the day, they were fined $10 million. They, they were said, you got to give us 10 mil to, you know, sort this deal out. Then you had the court of appeal come in and say, Eh, just, just make it a million, we'll be cool. <gasps> so now the Supreme Court of Canada is determining whether the Court of Appeals was right in doing what they did or didn't do about the $1 million. So still, but $18 million worth of maple syrup, That's a, I didn't even know how much that would look like. How many trucks do you need to transport that?
0: I didn't know that maple syrup there was enough maple syrup in the world to be worth 18 million dollars i'm gonna be (laughs) i'm gonna be straight with you leanne i did not think that's the one thing that would almost total 20 million and that's just what was stolen let alone what else is still out there too Country 104 and Leanne I, I, I'm trying to think of the last let's just say like inclusive all inclusive resort that I've been to and I remember it was nice they had like these like sh- like uh, alcohol dispensers in the room oh that's
1: the, nice the view
0: like overlooked like the pool and then that led to like the beach area and it, if I were to write a review about it I would be saying nothing but dazzling things about it It was fantastic
1: yeah so there is a guy speaking of reviews there's a guy in the states his name's Wesley or- or he, I should say, he's an American expat currently living in Thailand. And earlier in the summer, when you could still travel like a little bit, I think it was in June, he went to a resort. And he had a bad time so he wrote a bad review he said unfriendly staff. no one ever smiles they act like they don't want to be there uh the restaurant manager was the worst he is extremely rude and impolite to guests find another place well kyle it turns out that thailand's defamation laws are very very severe so this guy has been accused of damaging the reputation of the resort with his reviews. He's he's facing, you know, potential charges and facing prison because he wrote a bad review online.
0: Oh my gosh. Like that is that's horrifying. You know how like the, there's the the old mindset of you can say whatever you want you have the freedom of speech to say what you want on the internet evidently not in this case I just feel like too this is such an excessive like to write a review or to post like those super long comments online about something and just attacking it and going into it I feel like by halfway through you're like eh. like you're not even mad anymore and you're just like it's not worth it it's in the past I'm over it
1: yeah I I can't be bothered to write a bad review, even if you you know the, the service wasn't great or you weren't a hundred percent. I mean, eh, like to 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 go onto Yelp, to like you said, set up the account and then write a, a story. I just it's just so much work. Have you have you ever written a have you ever ever written any kind of review, even a good one?
0: No, I I actually I think I've written a good review before, but it was mm-hmm. for it was like a spontaneous. on the on the on the the moment thing that i did and it was probably like three sentences and that was basically (laughs) it but it was a good review it was giving them praise it was giving them the love and support that they deserve but other than that i just feel like if you're gonna write a bad review it's like that saying goes liam if you don't have anything good good to say just don't say it country 104
1: well in berkeley california they actually announced in march of 2021 they are banning all candy and chips and gum from the checkout. So basically anything that has more than like five grams of sugar and anything that has more than so much sodium, anything that's kind of like quote unquote junk food will no longer be sold at the checkout to get those impulse buys they're still going to, you know, sell them in the stores and sure. the candy aisle, probably next to all the beer and everything like that. It'll <laughs> still be there, but you just got to go searching for it, which I mean, I kind of am happy about like m- maybe that will come here and I just won't buy all these unnecessary Chocolate bars?
0: I feel like the worst, though, is when like you're standing in line and you forget like, ah oh, you know, I, I, I kind of want a little something right now. You know, you don't you don't have to leave line to go all the way back to the spot, pick up a couple chocolate bars and then come all the way back. And then you see three other people have taking your spot and you're waiting in line again. You can just <laughs> yeah. grab one from right there and then you're good to go. So I, I don't know. I feel like I have the willpower to say no at times. But in times where I do feel the need, I feel like it's very convenient to have it there. So I feel like I'm not the only one who feels like this. I think that there are a few people that are like genuinely like this better not come to Canada. Don't you dare have this come to Canada, because that would just be. We 2020's been enough. Just leave our snacks where they are, at a very accessible point. Country 104.
1: A zoo over in the UK has uh, s- some potty mouthed parrots on their hands right now.
0: Yeah, it's a wildlife park in a in a spot called Lincolnshire, and and they five parrots. Have been removed from the public view after they began swearing at visitors. Now, this happened a, 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 a little while ago, but they—they they, <laughs> apparently they've taken in parents that quote have had sometimes have had a bit of a blue language, but it's also very comical at the same time. I would that would be my main selling point if for some reason I were to own a zoo or a wildlife sanctuary and people were coming to see these parrots, I feel like, Hey, this is like an 18 plus uh, (laughs) sanctuary. These parrots are going to smack talk. You be ready to, to throw some shade back at them.
1: And here's the thing that I thought was hilarious, too, is that because, you know, the, the zoos had to close down for a little while, yep. and we saw that with the Toronto Zoo and, and, and zoos all across the world, is that these five parrots were, you know, kind of in a, in a room, in a cage or whatever together, an enclosure together, and they actually taught each other how to swear. So when they all got put into their enclosure at the beginning of covid they, I think only one of them knew how to swear. Now they all know how to swear. Yeah. They're saying things like, F you. Apparently they're saying anything <laughs> you can think of. And then the, the thing that happened was that they would start swearing. The visitors that came by, the guests that came by would start laughing. Yeah. Which would cause the parrots to do it even more. You're like, it's like egging on a, a three-year-old kid.
0: Yeah, As <laughs> soon as you start laughing, encouraging it, it just spreads like wildfire. And at that point, every single parrot there is just beacon off at you and then, <laughs> and then you've got to take them out because then kids are going by and i just like these parents are, are like people are walking by and there's parents just like chirping these people and kids and i just i love every part of this i i understand that need to be taken away for some reasons but i'm telling you if i had a sanctuary that would be my main attraction country 104 if your morning has gotten off to a little bit of a rough start right like you know you you, you in your car you started driving to work you're like oh forgot my coffee on the counter oh,
1: that's the worst feeling or
0: you left worst. your the, the most relatable one is oh i left my mask inside that is the most relatable one i feel Oh
1: yeah, you got to get out of the car open the door back up you, good it's yeah
0: it's just an absolute nightmare but i don't think those compare to this story we have here from this individual
1: Yeah, so in London, our chief public officer of health is Dr. Chris Mackey. So the person who holds that role in Ottawa is Dr. Vera Etches. I, I can't believe she actually confessed this on a public forum, but she did. All the power to her. She said, oh my goodness, I was dressing in the dark this morning, and I was distracted by setting up a surprise for my boys. I was rushing to get ready for an interview, but I still can't believe I made it to City Hall without my skirt on under my rain jacket. She'd gotten dressed, ran around her house, gotten everything dressed, but forgot to put pants on.
0: (laughs) There's always the joke like, oh, no, where's my pants? She legitimately forgot her pants. (laughs) And I mean, I guess you're wearing that trench coat all day. You can't take it off
1: right and like what what do you do you have spare clothes at the office no probably not no probably
0: not with covid going on
1: yeah ottawa public health tweeted out and they said so we keep saying don't leave home without your mask but maybe we need to expand that list country 104 i know you are in a good mood this morning you're always in a good mood in the morning but super
0: weird but yeah i am (laughs) i don't know how i'm normally in a good mood
1: but uh, I found for those off chances and those rare occurrences that you aren't in a good mood Which or maybe maybe you're stressed maybe you need to relax I have found a solution for you Kyle
0: Okay well let's let's I'm um, listen I'm open for any sort of constructive criticism to always have me in a good mood so let's hear it
1: Okay so have you have you ever done any meditation videos like breathe in Breathe out, relax, feel this stillness wash over you. Have you ever watched a video like that?
0: No, I've like, I've I've heard them, and I kind of try, but I just I can't, I got can't the beach mentally
1: waves crashing in the background. I can't mentally
0: get into that.
1: Okay, well, I have found a version of a meditation video. Okay, that it, it's called an honest meditation, and I, I think you might actually like this one.
0: Oh, all right, let's hear it. Gradually, let the horse of the external world fade from your awareness. (laughs) If you find your mind wandering to other thoughts, don't let it concern you. Just acknowledge that all that is bull (laughs) You're here now, in this place, with your inner stillness. Those can't get under your skin. They can't even. Is that not perfect? It's like real talk medica- meditation. It's right. We're gonna so, break it down for you, and and we're gonna listen. We we can't just pretend everything's rainbows and flowers and sunshine. There's some there's some BS out there, and we're gonna cut right through it. <laughs>
1: It's bleeping brilliant. Country 104. There's
0: some things, you know, some things I I like about Halloween, some things that I could do without. But the one thing that I cannot do without is that sweet, sweet candy that gets passed around on October 31st when you go door to door. And that's just and that I feel is going to be the biggest narrative come this Halloween. How is it going to be a thing this year? But evidently someone might have figured out a solution.
1: Yeah, so last week we heard about a dad who created a candy slide, yep. which is a great idea. The slide was six feet long. You, you know, roll the candy down the slide and everybody is happy. But this dad, th- this dad, I think, is the MacGyver of 2020. <laughs> he deserves an award. He's created two things. This okay. guy's from Austin, Texas. His name is Luke Keys. And he created a candy trick-or-treating robot
0: what a champion just just randomly creates a robot no big deal
1: so picture like Rosie from the Jetsons yep you know know how she'd roll around it's like that but instead of having a tray with with food it's a tray with candy (laughs) Candy. so he he drives it with a remote control and will drive the the robot out to the street so kids can pick up their candy from the robot and he also created which I love and I want to know how I can get my hands on one of these things. A candy cannon. You know, like a t-shirt cannon.
0: Oh yeah. But just shoots out Snickers and Twix and Kit Kats and just sprays them out to kids as they're He literally their makes way.
1: it rain chocolate. He makes like it
0: the- rain chocolate. <laughs> that is the best description of that possible. <laughs> they got we gotta like do that in but instead of like like the Nerf guns, like do a safely where they just shoot one candy bar at a time and just <gasps> boom, just fire them out.
1: I, th- this is like a professional <laughs> sport in the making. That would be amazing.
0: Oh, man. What a year 2020 is. I, I cannot wait to see what how Halloween unfolds. But nevertheless, candy, chocolate needs to be a part of it. Country 104. In my household, at least, every Friday, is, is, is pizza night. We always go and whether we order pizza, whether we make homemade pizzas, oh, which yummy. are oh, they're so good. Uh, <laughs> Friday just seems to be a, a pizza night for us. And evidently, Leanne, one pizzeria in Brooklyn is taking comfort food to an entirely new level.
1: Yeah, so this pizzeria, they, if you look at their menu, they've got their pizzas, their specialty pizzas, their garlic bread, their dip, uh, you know, all the stuff you'd normally find. Of course. And then they have this other section this newly added section it is called positive reinforcement and for one dollar you can order comforting words it says for one dollar our delivery driver will look you straight in the eyes and tell you everything's gonna be okay and you're doing (laughs) the best you can (laughs) <laughs> Can you imagine some stranger coming up to you with with a pizza in their hand of course but straight face looking you dead in the eyes and saying you're
0: you're doing great honey it's okay It's okay everything's going to be a, like is this <laughs> is this written on a card or is this the delivery person giving it to you and then upon getting your pizza they also tell you hey man you're doing all right everything's going to be okay you're doing your best is
1: Oh, it, this, this is, word is for in word. person Oh my the, gosh Oh yeah
0: What do you think what would be if you were a delivery person, Liam, and you were to go up to someone's house and give them their pizza, <laughs> what would be your comforting words?
1: Oh gosh. Um, you will always find happiness at the bottom of a pizza. Though those are my comforting <laughs> words. That's so actually a really
0: good one. I, I would I would have given them the pizza, I'd be like this this decision. Maybe you didn't make a lot of great decisions today, but this was a great decision. Country mornings with Kyle and Liam. Country 103.